Hey, y'all, Sam Sanders here, going to run through a quick list of public radio stations. I first heard NPR on KSTX, my hometown station in San Antonio. I got my first public radio internship at WBUR in Boston. I learned how to write a news spot at OPB in Portland, Oregon. And I covered breaking news for the first time at WUNC in North Carolina. Also, stations like KPCC and KCRW and WAMU have been my constant companions for the last decade. You too, listener, probably have some very personal connection to at least one public radio station, if not several. The one you drive by on your way to work, the one whose staffers you see in your local grocery store, the one you wake up to every morning to hear news not just about the world, but also about your neck of the woods. That is the beauty of public radio. It's personal. Every member station across the country speaks to your community and your needs. Show those stations that you care. If you go to donate.npr.org slash Sam this month, you can choose which station you want to give to. That donation helps the entire public radio ecosystem, including this show. So give right now to the station of your choosing at donate.npr.org slash Sam. To the station you grew up with, the station you moved to, the station you can't wait to check out. You decide. Thank you. Hey, y'all, from NPR, I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. Uh, You can probably already guess who I'm talking to today. She's already said her name for us. Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, Jenny from the block. Listener, this is a big deal. I have interviewed a fair amount of celebrities on this show. And I'm going to tell you the truth. J-Lo is the first one that's really gotten me starstruck. I mean, it makes sense. I have been following her career since she was a fly girl, a dancer on In Living Color back in the 90s. I remember her iconic role in Selena. I mean, as someone from South Texas, I cannot even tell you how many times I have watched that movie. And I, like the rest of us, can sing along to a lot of J-Lo songs. I mean, she has been part of the culture coming up on three decades. So... Clearly, I was super hyped about this conversation. Uh, I actually caught up with Jennifer Lopez as she's doing this big press run right now for a new movie she has coming out. It's called Second Act. In the movie, J-Lo plays a driven woman from modest means who proves she can do anything anyone else can, while also finding lasting love in the process. Jennifer gets real with me on what it takes to be as successful as she has been for so long. She talks about the difficulties that she's dealt with as a Latina in the industry, the lessons she's learned over the years, et cetera, et cetera. I have been calling this chat, in my mind, J-Lo's Masterclass. Okay, without further ado, here it is, me and Jennifer Lopez at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons, where she was camped out doing a whole bunch of interviews with a bunch of journalists, myself included. Enjoy. Here you have had a long day, so thank you for making time for us. One of many that we'll have the next few days. Yeah, yeah, it's a big push for the movie. It's go time. It's go time. It's go time. But you're used to go time. I'm used to go time. You've been on go time for... For many years now. Yeah, for a lot of years now. Yeah, yeah. How does it feel? You are, how many junkets have you done now? Because you've had a bunch of movies. Yeah, it's so many. Over 40-something yeah. junkets, I don't know. And like how many of these interviews would you do in a day? Like you oh were my doing God. this Yesterday, in the morning? Yesterday we went, started at 10.30 and we went straight through till about six, just interview after interview after interview. That's not fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite moment of the like movie release process? Not the, the junkets, like the, the um, premiere, the what I like what is the I part like, that's most I for like you? doing, you know, I like going and visiting the morning shows and the, the evening shows. Those are always fun. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the premiere is always great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, seeing it with an audience yeah. is probably the best time to mm-hmm. see how they react, especially when you're doing a movie like this where people laugh and cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's always fun. Yeah. And have you seen this yet with an audience? Yeah, many okay. times. Yeah. How was it? It was great. I, yeah. It's great. It plays awesome, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should tell yeah. folks what the film was about. Yeah. Um, I will let you do that. Um, you act. saw it. What is it I about? I did see it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll help you. I'll All help right. you. Um, your character yes. plays... Uh, Maya. Maya plays a hardworking uh, assistant manager at a local grocery store. At a local box store. Almost like a Costco. Yes. Almost she like has a, a heart of gold. Yes, she does. Uh, but she wants more for herself. A second life, you might say. Oh, uh, yeah. She wants, uh, she wants to... Progress. She's been the assistant manager. She's been at the store for 15 years. Yeah. Assistant manager yeah. for six. Yeah. And she's been good. Like the and store is doing well. Oh, she's helped the store. Yeah. So through a series of events, uh, her godson works a little magic and the character ends up in the C-suite. Yeah. Yeah. That's so she gets life. passed over for that manager job in a sense. Yes. And then what happens is, you know, she's, she's, she's about to give up. I think the characters is really, she's, she's just, at, you know, I think everybody's been at a point in their life like this where they just feel like, damn, I keep trying and trying and mm-hmm. trying to make something happen and mm-hmm. make something move and work. And it's just maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to. We have all Be felt one that of those way. successful people. Maybe I'm not supposed to, you know, have a different type of life. Maybe this is it for me. I grew up on this block. I was born here, and this is where I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all have that, that, yeah. that thought. And then through a series of events, like you said, something happens, and she's given an opportunity to show what she can do. It's hard and to she didn't have yeah. the education, yeah. the fancy education, and she didn't, you know, grow up, you know, around the people that you need to know. And she gets this opportunity to show that her street smarts, her hard work ethic, uh, her her heart, all of that is worth something a lot more than she thought it was. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it, it's so like I was thinking about this movie, I was reading up on you, thinking about your body of work, and. There's a theme with a lot of your work. It is about the Mayas, women who can do it and need someone to see that they can do it. And then I was like, oh, is that that's J-Lo, too. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm drawn to the characters that I'm drawn to because I see myself in them, Mm -hmm. in a sense. And I think that's where I'm at in my life, too, where I finally realized my and I think women are at this point in, in society right now. What's happening in the world. We're realizing that we have worth and value and that we deserve everything that we want. Snaps. Oh, I didn't know we snapped on the show. Okay. Sure, we can. When did you feel like in your life or your career that you needed a second act? When did you reach that valley? Was there a moment, a time in your life? I think, you know, when I had two little twins and got divorced and thought that that would never happen. Divorce. I waited, yes, I waited a long time to have kids. And when I finally did, when I was married and, and thought like, okay, this is going to be my, this is what my life is going to be for the next 50 years, and it didn't work out that way, mm-hmm. I knew that I had to exam, start examining things because I wanted that more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, okay, there's, there's something that I need to look at here. 
What am I not doing right? What, where do I need to improve? What do I? What what's was happening? It? I, I mean, I think it, it was. It's just that. It's just like realizing that you have to love yourself first. That you cannot look for your yeah. happiness or somebody else to fix you. That you have to fix yourself and be your own best friend and stand on your own two feet and be happy on your own. And then you can share a life with somebody. And then you can have a family. And then, right? Yeah. And then you, and in doing that and kind of becoming that whole person, and all of a sudden your work transforms. Work is better. That, yeah, that idea translates to everything in your life and you go oh i i actually do deserve to get this or have Mm -hmm. that or get Mm -hmm. paid that Mm -hmm. or deserve to own part of that and i bring something to the table there instead of being like oh well thank you so much for giving me that you know i don't know if i deserve but (laughs) thank you it's a different mindset yeah we tend to focus on the negative things people say not the positive things they say you know and for me it seemed for a long time that there was a ton of negative things being said about me which negative thing hurt you the most oh so many i mean everything you know i'm a sensitive person you know i think people learned that when i was an american idol that i cried at the drop of a hat (laughs) that's fine right yeah yeah Yeah. but but i'm a sensitive person so was there one critique that like stung the most um I mean, there was it's so many different things. Like literally, like ten thousand things are shooting through my head right now. Wow, she's been married this many times. She's a mess. She's can't sing. She can't dance. She can't act. She can't do anything. What is she doing? You know what I mean? It felt like that sometimes. And yeah. I'm sure that's not what it was all the time. But for some reason, in my mind, that's what I and and it was reflecting back. Yeah. For me, and then finally, yeah. when I was just like, wait a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're you're doing great. Give yourself some credit. Yeah. Like, seriously, girl, what is going on with you? And, you, But you need to dig, and you need to figure out why yeah. you allow that stuff to, to affect you. And, and also, it wasn't even so much people on the outside. It was me. I was reading somewhere, one of the profiles of you recently talked about how all throughout your house, there are affirmations. Everywhere. Hung up. Like, what kind of stuff do they say? It says all kinds of stuff. From you are my sunshine, my only sunshine on a pillow to, <laughs> um, you know, life is beautiful, the, the happiest place on earth is right next to you. You know, yeah. it could be a million. I don't know. I can't even think of what they are right now. I'm just so used to seeing them there. But it matters because words speak life and words speak death. Our thoughts speak, create our life. Yes. I really believe that. Yeah. They create our life. They create our health. They create our, our, our peace. Yeah. Or are not peace. There you go. I love where we're going here, but I want to give you a chance to talk more about this movie. Your yeah. friend, Leah Remini, is in the movie. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I really felt like if we could capture the very special relationship that we have in real life and get that on there, like yeah. not act when, the, when they said action, uh-huh. but act in the best way, which is where you don't act, yeah. where you really bring the reality yeah. to it. It would be special, and we did. How long have you been friends? I had no uh, idea. 15 years now. How'd you meet her? Uh, I met her at, she was friends with my, with uh, Emmy and Max's dad, Mark, okay. and she uh, came to his premiere when we first started dating, and mm-hmm. we met at the premiere, and we just became fast friends, like, immediately. She must be a good friend because you She's let her awesome. slap you in the movie. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Can we talk about that scene? It's, it's super cute. I mean, she's super, she's an incredibly naturally funny person, mm-hmm. and you know she's translated that into a great career. And uh, I always say Leah's superpowers are helping people 
and making them laugh. That's what she loves to do. And she does that in every aspect of her life. Yeah. There's a scene where you need a pep talk. Yeah. Her character gives it to you, and there's like this slapping of the face. Yeah, the the slapping of the face. You're the champ. champ. Does that happen in real life? Yeah, she does the you're the champ thing. And we do the (laughs) who's the champ? I'm the champ. Yeah. From Raging Bull. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic movie. If you don't know it, children, look it up. But (laughs) it's it's this classic Robert De Niro movie, and and his trainer saying, Who's the champ? He says, I'm the champ. Who's the champ? I'm the champ. And, And we do that. She would do that before like a show for me. Okay. And. She said, you know, I'm going to do the I'm the champ thing here. And I'm yeah. like, okay. She goes, because you know, I'm like hyping you up to go yeah, into yeah. the, to go tell this guy off. And I said, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, do do whatever you want. Yeah. And she did it, but then she started slapping me. In the face. So I slapped her back. <laughs> That's friendship. That's friendship. Mm-hmm. Time for a quick break. When we come back, Jennifer Lopez tells me about the time Penelope Cruz gave her a pep talk on an airplane. BRB. Support for NPR and the following message come from Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that's great at one thing, setting you up on great dates. And they're not just saying that. On Hinge, three out of four first dates lead to second dates. They are the number one mobile-first dating app mentioned in the New York Times wedding section. So if you're looking for a BFF, a job, a pen pal, or a hookup, Hinge isn't the place for you. Hinge is exclusively designed to get you out on great dates. Download Hinge in the Apple Store or Google Play. This week on Ask Me Another, we hit the stage in sunny San Diego, California with American Idol alum Adam Lambert and skateboarding legend Tony Hawk. All this on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I think that one of the things that makes your fans love you and makes the world take you seriously is that there are a lot of folks that started with you yeah and they ain't doing junkets in the fourth season right Right. now you know (laughs) i mean i'm not asking for a master class unless you wanted to give one but like (laughs) what is j-lo's lessons for longevity honestly find something that you love to do or a few things you do more than one thing right and find your passions and pursue them relentlessly and don't stop. I mean, really, I think it's just about working hard. I always tell my kids, my kids are like, I know you work hard. And I go, no, I don't work hard. I work harder than everybody else. You have to work harder than everybody works hard. Everybody's out there grinding. You got to work harder than everybody else. And that's one of, one of my things. And the other thing is just don't stop. The people who are not successful are the ones who stopped halfway through somewhere. They just stopped. If they would have kept going, they would have eventually got there. What was the moment that made you closest to stopping um, over the course of what it's been? Because you started to fly think, girl in the 90s, right? Right. I think after, like, when the tabloids started and Ben and I were on the tabloids and then we broke up and that fell apart. And then I was trying to kind of, like, get my career back to get, you know, like, there was a time when everything just felt like it was... I was like, maybe I just shouldn't do this anymore. Maybe I should just stop singing and stop making movies and do something else. And you just you get to those crossroads in your life. And I remember that it was another actress who said to me, I was like, I don't know, I was thinking about, maybe I'll keep doing movies, but I don't know if I'm going to keep singing. She was like, you have to keep singing. Who what was? do you mean? Who was that? We all look at you. <laughs> and uh, it was Penelope Cruz. 
Okay, shout yeah. out. We were on a plane together, and we, we started talking, and I was just like, I just don't know. And she was like, you're crazy. You have to, no, Jennifer, we all look at you. And we, and I was like, wow. And, and it meant a lot to me. And, and there was a few people like that over time who, you know, just they say things to you in passing, and, and it affects you so much. It's a little bit like Explain. God talking to you. Well, I just believe that, you know, God speaks through people. You know, you're driving on a road and you see something on the side of a mill truck that you really needed and you go, oh. That was for me. That was for me, you know, well, and yeah. that was from God. And I feel like things like that happen all the time. And I feel like Penelope was a little angel in that moment for me. Yeah. Penelope, like you, is a Latina woman making it in the industry. That's right. And I've heard you talk about never giving up, but a lot of folks will look at your career and say, you probably had to deal with a ton of obstacles yeah. that men didn't have to deal with, that yes. white folks didn't have to deal with. Yeah. Do you, How much do you think about that? I don't think about it a whole lot. I just keep it, I just keep trying to be better. And I don't, I, and I do that for myself, not so much for anybody else, but for myself, because I want to prove to myself that I belong here and that I deserve to be here. And and that, like I said, was a journey for me to start believing that. So the fun in it now to me is going, yup. And See? and what? <laughs> See, Jen? Yeah. You were right. Yeah. You you deserve to be yeah. here. You belong here. You have you deserve all the great things in the world, just like everybody else on this planet. You're no for- different. I do think one of the things that helps the culture understand that whoever works hard and gets it deserves to be there is the way in which we talk about people from different backgrounds. And when I was reading up on you, I noticed that like a lot of the coverage of you from the 90s and the way journalists wrote about you and your work and your body, Mm -hmm. it was, I found it offensive. Oh, yeah. Well, that was was that time I was telling you about where you just, I just felt like, there was this like Latina bombshell and these yeah. words that they would use, they were loaded, right? And you had to have noticed that. I, I can't tell you, you talk about junkets, going junkets abroad and, you know, these journalists sitting there and straight out disrespecting you, talking about your ass, talking about this, blah, blah, blah. And, and until you stand up for yourself and go, you know, say something that puts them in their place and then they go, oh, okay, I can't. I can't mess with her like that. Yeah. But you have to. You yeah. have to stand up for yourself. Right? Do you think you got it worse because you're Latina? Yep. Do you think my industry is better woman? now? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't Do you think we're better now about it? I think you're being forced to be better about it because we're making a big stink about it now. Women are making, and, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, we don't want to be marginalized. We don't want to be harassed. We don't want to be made to feel like we don't deserve something or get less pay or, you know, none of that. No, no. Each person should be valued for their character and their what they bring to the table, their work. That's how you, sh- you should be as, as a person, not because of the color of your skin or who you like to sleep with or yeah. what you believe religious-wise or, you know, uh, any of that. Yeah. You know, but I also see when someone makes it and they didn't have the privilege growing up and they are of color and they're making it in a world that doesn't look like them. Yeah. I say your achievement means a little more to me because I'm guessing you went through more. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm guessing you went through more. You had to break through a a couple of more barriers and you had to believe in yourself that much more because it doesn't come as easy. It's not as expected. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thinking in the world. Yeah. 
You expect yeah. these type of people to be there. You don't expect these type of people yeah. to be there. You expect those type of people to be like the valet guy or the person working oh, yeah. in the kitchen or whatever. And yeah. and and that's not fair. Because those people work just as hard to give their kids all the opportunities that we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let me tell you, I feel it. I'm a I'm a black guy in public radio. Right. Every other week, someone's like, "Oh, didn't know." Right. And they're like, "Well, I'm here. Here you know? I am. Here I am. Yeah, yeah." What was the most? Because I want to know how much we've changed, and I hope my industry has changed. What was the most like racially offensive? Whatever some mm. journal said. I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't dwell on those things, and yeah. I don't hold them close. Are you still you mad know? at those folks? Uh, no, I'm not mad at anybody. Teach me your ways. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm not. I don't. I feel like it's useless. Guilt, anger, fear, those are useless emotions. We just, we have to learn how to not let them control us. What's your practice for controlling that? My good practice for controlling that is all those affirmations all over my house. <laughs> okay, all of the positive thinking I can have realizing that we live life is hard but we live in a beautiful world and we all don't have the same starting points Mm -hmm. some of us start in a worse place than others Mm -hmm. some people have terrible circumstances Mm -hmm. in other countries you know and and so I'm, i'm not saying like i have all the answers that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is there is something to the way that you think and the way you approach life how it turns out for you start your church I will go. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop talking like a motivational speaker. But you know what? That's People not my need goal. That. <laughs> that is not my goal. I'm just trying to live my life and do you. do okay, like but be better every day. People like that's that. my thing. People are sad. People no. are upset. The world, like the world, feels it does. in a place right now. It so is. I don't. I'm not gonna tell Jennifer Lopez to not give motivational truths, right? Because we could well, use because, it. But that's, but that's that's what my life is about. Like this movie, Second Act, is about that. It's about, like, the only thing stopping you is you. And so um, forgive me if I sound, you know, trite or preachy or anything. I'm not trying to be. I'm I'm actually not that type of person. You know, I'm a girl from the Bronx who just feels, you know, really, really happy to have made it through her own dark forest in a sense. And is still growing and evolving and trying to be better every day. Like, I I still go to bed at night and think to myself, God, I could have been better there. I could have been a little bit more... When I'm out of my way a little bit more there, huh. you know, I mean, like I, I do, I, 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 it makes me happy to do that yeah. and to feel like, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to try to do a little bit better. One more break. When we come back, J-Lo tells me about this crazy, epic, kind of infamous magazine profile of her from the 90s and how it fundamentally changed the way she deals with the press. Lots of tea spilled, I promise, after the break. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Buffy, the comforter made better for you and the earth. Buffy uses natural eucalyptus to create a soothing, silk-soft fabric and rejuvenates recycled bottles into a cloud-like fill, all to create a comforter with 4.8 stars across 13,000 reviews without cruelty or waste. Visit Buffy.co to experience the complimentary 30-night trial and use code NPR to save $20 on your purchase. All right, Sam Sanders here again, urging you to give to a station that means a lot to you. Help Public Radio this month at donate.npr.org slash Sam. 
When you give through that link, every station will know that we sent you. Thanks. You know, one of the things I notice about being able to really drive your own ship is that you also have to be in charge of your own message. Mm -hmm. And what I love about your trajectory and your career is that you learned you learned very quickly to control your message and you're in charge. And I love it. And there is this, you probably can't even remember, I don't know, there was this profile of you from 1998 in Movie Line. Oh yeah, well that's what made me realize I had to. But even then you still were controlling your image because yeah. like he walks in, you're in charge, you're laying down getting that massage, right. you're by the pool, you right. are, and like you've mastered controlling your message. Yeah. Went, uh, was it hard to get to that? Yeah, I think hard. so because that, also that was a bonkers profile. Yeah, that was a crazy profile. It was my very first interview for a magazine, and I learned very quickly um, that a lot of things you say can be taken out of context. Well, because you were, I mean, because you were painted, speaking truth about, but but, but also colleagues. painted in a different way. Because if you say it, and they can take that one sentence that sounds really provocative, they will. And you're like trying to explain it, and you're a nice person. You're trying to explain it in a certain way, and it comes out a different way. It, it's a mess. You mm. know what I mean? And listen, it was a learning curve for me, and I'm glad it happened then because then I realized, like, okay, I have to be responsible with my but what I say and, and how I say it, and I have to say what I mean, and trying to make a point sometimes is, is not worth it. Did you know that what profile I mean? hurt you? I oh, mean, because yeah. I read it and I was like, she's, I liked it because it, you it said things, things that folks will never say. It did two things. Okay. It, it gave me a lot of notoriety in the moment, mm -hmm. and then it made a lot of people in the industry really pissed off. And so when I look back at it now, I go, you know, I never wanted to hurt anybody. I didn't realize that my words could impact people that way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was just a nobody at that time. You know what I mean? Just like, had done one or two movies. Like, who, who the hell was I? Um, so I was still in that kind of fan mentality back in the Bronx. And then you go, oh, wait a minute. You have a responsibility, you know, mm -hmm. to, to present yourself in the way that you are and not let people interpret it in a way that could be that you're this hurtful, callous person. You're not. And yeah. that hurt me. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah. So I learned to be more responsible. Yeah. And there were, I mean, and we're not going to rehash it, but like there were, who was mentioned? Wesley. Many people. Wesley Snipes. Woodley Harrelson. Tons. Oliver Stone. And by the way, the, the, the interview, Cameron once Diaz. you realized that I was so green and that I would talk about it, nobody would do that. Nobody would uh, ever yeah. talk about those people. I wouldn't do it now. They would never. Yeah. You know, I would, but he saw blood. He was a shark. He saw blood in the water, and he annihilated. But you probably outlasted him. I bet you. I bet you do it. Well, I'm a quick learner, you know. And honestly, I, I'm not a bad person. So the adjustment was easy to make. It was like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. That's not how I wanted to. That's yeah. not who I am. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna rush you out of here soon. But I do gotta like just like some like procedural questions. Yeah. One thing I always wonder with someone that puts such a good face out to the world all the time. Like, I'll watch your Instagram videos. Mm -hmm. You're ready. You up in yep. here. You're ready. Like, <laughs> how, what is the number of people involved in making J-Lo every day? The squad, right? Like, I well, saw a few folks up in here just for this. Everything is team. Okay, team. I've learned Not that squad. from Alex, right? Okay. It's team. Alex who? 
team. Alex, my boyfriend. Oh, Rodriguez. yes. <laughs> A-Rod. Okay. Uh, you know, because he's such a, he's a sports guy. So everything is team. But it's and true. And there's sports it's, metaphors it's in people. the movie, too. Yeah, he's, there, it, it's all people. So I have tons of people. But, you know, I, I don't need people to make yes. me every day. Like, I don't have hair and makeup every morning and do that. You know, if I'm working, I do. Yeah. If I'm not. You're gonna okay. catch me barefoot with my ponytail and Final you day. know and nothing you know on a day when you're not working. these on you know what I'm great. saying on a day when you're working though what is like how many people on a day when I'm working I'm just so curious have, my editor's curious yeah I have hair makeup a stylist you know wardrobe person for clothes and um uh twenty thirty no I don't know. <laughs> Oh my God! Know. Who wants to walk around with twenty or thirty people? Well, not all with I you at once, but they're like, here, they're there, they're everywhere. No, on a regular day, it's me and my assistant rolling everywhere. You okay. know what I mean? Just helping me out. You know, I, I'm I don't drive. I haven't driven in a long time. Oh, give me your life. Yeah, I don't. Please, you don't want me driving. <laughs> Are you a bad they driver? Stopped oh, me you're from, a New Yorker. They stopped me from driving years ago. They were really? like, she's going to hurt herself <laughs> or somebody, and so that's why I don't drive. Okay, I just don't have yeah. the. Yeah. I'm yeah. ADD that way. And um, uh, so it's just the two of us. But then on work days, it'll be, you know, the glam squad and me and the assistant. And it's like five. Okay. But then, okay, yeah. bodyguard, your press security. person. Oh, security. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, yes. my press person's not with me every day. She's okay. here on the press junket. She's here being like, you need to end this interview, Sam. I know, I know, She's I like, know. don't like your questions right now. Uh-oh. She's like, why are you trying to make I'm her probing. out to be a diva? No. I don't think I I'm, I'm just. I, I just. I, I think that like. What is it? What's the What's the goal with that question? Honestly. Yeah. I'm just like interested. Yeah. I'm interested in because whenever I interview celebrities. Yeah. One on one, they're so real and they feel like real people that you want to just hang out with. But they but you are. Know they are, but they are living a day to day that is different than most of us. Of course. And it's not better but or worse, but it's different. everybody's day-to-day different than everybody else. Oh, yeah, else's? and I want to ask Danny about his day-to-day, too, and right. I want to ask it's, you it's about your day-to-day. It's going right? to be different, but I, but, like, I just want to know about everyone's day-to-day, so I'm, yeah. just, I'm just nosy. Yeah. I'm nosy. <laughs> last question. This, okay, I promised you last question. She's eyeing me. Yeah, I got uh, One I of the go. things everyone told me when I was prepping for this interview, they're like, her skin, it's always glowing. Yeah. It's glowing. It's glowing. Yeah. It's glowing. So then I said, what I want to ask is, how much water do you drink a day? Water? Yeah. Uh, I would say about, you know, if you're talking about a regular bottle of water, yeah. probably six. It's a healthy amount. That's not too much. No, it's not too it's little. Good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you got to go. That's I really it. appreciate you. Thank you. I've been a fan since Thank the Fly you. Girl days. Yeah. And from my chunky days. That's chunky. <laughs> that's not chunky. That's what we always say, my chunky days. Oh, my goodness. When I cut off all my hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I love how earnest you are. My favorite lyric of yours is, I've really been on Oprah. And it's a win that you had. You owned it. You were like, I did this. And I love how, like, you work hard and you celebrate your successes earnestly. Yes. J-Lo. Fun fact, I wore a suit for that interview. I don't ever do that. Uh, Anyway, thanks to Jennifer Lopez for her time and, to be honest, her entire body of work. Her new film, Second Act, is in theaters December 21st. And this show is in your podcast feed all the time. So, listener, if you like this show, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts right there on your smartphone or your computer, however you're listening to us. Your review helps other folks find the show, and we want that to happen. All right. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon. Listener.